Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is the Rose and Shine podcast. Featuring the Swedish sisters Josephine Roos and Victoria Roos-Solson. Based in Stockholm and New York, we share experiences from our international lives and careers. Welcome! This is Victoria, sending from Atlanta. Hi! And this is Josephine, enjoying the tropical island of Bali. But uh, taking a break in the holiday, because this is... uh, book release week. Yay, it is indeed. (laughs) (laughs) It's incredibly exciting. I'm sitting here. I was one of the lucky people who got a pre-copy of uh, Everyone Deserves a Great Manager, Mm -hmm. your book that is uh, releasing in just a few days. Yeah, on the 8th of October. So when many of you hear this episode, it's already out there. And actually, it's already out there for pre-order now uh, on Amazon. And it's a book that I've been writing together with my two colleagues, Scott Miller and Todd Davies. Uh, It's very exciting. So in this episode, we thought that I almost do a little mini interview of like, or of the book and and what's the most uh, exciting bits from it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I get to a couple of questions with the author, basically. Yeah. So this is like an interview across the world (laughs) from (laughs) Bali to, we're exactly in opposite time zones, aren't we? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm looking at the Swedish clock and it's 3 a.m. in Sweden. So it's all it's all very uh, confusing. Yes, I'm late at night and you're early morning. And yeah, but so you're in Bali now and then you're going to go back to Colombia to continue your work for the UN there in just a few weeks. Exactly. So I'm having the last couple of weeks of maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoying it with my husband's family here in Bali, doing loads of yoga. Ugh. I've sent you some pictures of the amazing yoga places and kind of trying to live up to my goal of getting a little bit back into the yoga after having had you know my my little baby and um, and going back to Colombia maybe to give a little bit of classes as well in in yoga so quite excited about that how exciting so while you are kind of getting all zen (laughs) I'm like traveling all over (laughs) And trying to keep myself sane. So where are you going? Is this for the book uh, release that you're traveling all over? Mm-hmm. For the book launch. So we are going to so many nice and lovely places. And it's a good thing that we're three authors because we get to sort of split the U.S. a little bit. But I'm going going to be to, uh, in uh, Louisiana, Baton Rouge. It's not pronounced that way, I guess. But I'm quite <laughs> excited about going there. Just the name of the town sounds lovely. 
And then I'll be in Little Rock in Arkansas. I'm going to be in Chicago. I'm going to be in North Dakota. I'm going to be like everywhere, really. (laughs) It's going to be so exciting. Uh, That's very cool. And then you're also doing some more world travel, right? So both discovering the US and traveling around the world. Yeah, yeah. So then it's all the speaking engagements at the World Business Forum. So I'm going to be in Mexico City, Milan, Madrid. So it's just uh, going to be super exciting. I'm I'm really excited about this fall. Ah, uh, yeah, I can imagine. Okay, so in Mexico, you have to reach out to all of my Mexican uh, friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if why well, you probably don't have time to eat tacos and uh, and uh, drink tequila, but no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I might stay away from the tequila. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, but anyways, I want to I wanna dig into this book. Yes, let's. So, well, first of all, who, who's this book for? So the title is Everyone Deserves a Great Manager. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming maybe for managers? Yes, indeed, it's for managers. And okay. initially, we really targeted the group of the first level leaders, the one who are just getting their first leadership appointment. And why we did that is because... You know, statistics says that most managers get their first managerial role when they're about the age of 30, Mm. but they get their first actual leadership training at the age of 42. So it's like a 12-year gap. I think I told you this before. So interesting. Yeah. You know, and I have, because what we've done in the book is that we have combined the the knowledge and the fact of Franklin Covey, which is the organization we all work for, which is great because we have lots of statistics and and learnings from having worked with leadership development across the globe. And then we've sort of added, as you've seen, lots of different stories and examples because all three of us have been leaders in different settings for different teams. So we've kind of shared things that went really well, but also things that went, yeah, didn't go that well in our leadership. And just to make it sort of more personal. And yeah, I think one of the first stories that I, I do share, and it kind of fits in who should read this book, is a memory that I have from a friend of ours, Sophia, yeah. who, who called me one Sunday night. And she was like, hey, Victoria, I, I got this promotion for work. And, you know, she was an extremely successful uh, director of sales. And I said, wow, yeah, so I'm taking on this team tomorrow. I'm like, wow. So now you need to kind of tell me all you need, all I need to know about leadership. (laughs) I'm like, okay, great. And in my head, I'm like picturing that she's wanting us, you know, to meet up and do some workshops. And I'm like, so how much when, you know, yeah, I have half an hour now. (laughs) Yeah. And you tell me everything I need to know. Yeah. So I'm ready for Monday. But so in some ways that kind of prepared you, I mean, that conversation, because I, I think that this book is something that you have been thinking about for a while, right? So it yeah. kind of prepared you and had this, you think that this is a book that was needed. And- yeah, yeah. I mean, this this story, this was over 10 years, probably 15 years ago. Yeah. So actually at that point, I decided for myself that, all right, I really at one point want to write this book for this group of amazing people that take on these management roles and have the courage to do that because you put yourself out there yeah quite a lot actually and and really from any other profession you get the skills and the knowledge and the training but for management it's kind of like all right 
good luck. Here you go. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You got the promotion and then you should just go for it yeah. without getting the skills. Yeah. So it's kind of been a dream for me for a long, long time to write this book. Yeah. And now it's just been wonderful to do it together with this team. And now when I'm reading the book and, and like you said, these stories, I'm really enjoying reading the book and even on holiday, because of course it's a little bit of a of a management type book. It's a it's a workbook, right? But uh -huh. given that you are weaving in these personal elements, it makes it really enjoyable to read. Yeah. What do you think about that? The three different voices. No, but I think it's good because I sometimes think if you just have one voice, it becomes so much about that person. Yeah. But with three different voices, you really get a chance to see a few different perspectives and get different hints and tips and, and ideas, which I which I think adds a little bit of spice to when it's just one one voice. Yeah, so I really appreciate that. That was exactly the purpose. We were debating that because obviously you can be three authors writing a book in one voice as well. But we really thought, hey, there's not only one way of doing things but mm. we wanted to add hey this is where we succeeded this is where we didn't really succeed so that uh, you know re the reader gets lots of different viewpoints on how to actually do it yeah exactly but the other part that I also really really liked was is it in every chapter that you have a very practical part following mm -hmm. yeah for people mm -hmm. who like to fill things in and, and take a moment to reflect I mean this is a <laughs> this is a dream then because there's all of these very practical questions that are not necessarily difficult questions right but yeah. questions that you need to or maybe they are difficult they no. seem easy or simple in some ways but it's those ones that you really need to reflect upon and yeah. can kind of do immediately with yeah that actually brings me back to your question who should read this book because as I said, our initial idea was really for first level leaders. Mm. But what we've also seen is that more seasoned leaders who've been managers for a long time, even perhaps, and might be leaders of other leaders, it's kind of a great way to sense check. Mm. Are we on track? Mm. Am I on track? You know, these, I shouldn't say basic, but these practical things that we all kind of need to deal with or live with as managers is that really happening and I could imagine that a lot of leaders of other leaders could actually use this as a sort of a tool to coach them because the fact is in today's organizations and we we see this more and more they get flatter and flatter more like the Scandinavian style of, of leadership in a sense mm -hmm. we, the hierarchies are moving away which means that as a manager today, if you have other managers reporting into you, you will also be in charge of their development a lot. So you'll kind of, one of your most important jobs will be leadership development. So this kind of gives you a practical guide on how to do that as well as a manager. Yeah. So if you're, or if you're interested in this book and, and you're ordering it home, what, um, what can you expect? Can you give us a couple of ideas that that are running through the book? Yeah, well, I mean, we were, when we, I remember our very first writer's author meeting in San Francisco, it's one and a half year ago now, and we were debating because obviously there's so many things that you could put in a book like this, but we wanted to keep it 
very simple just because it should be something well what you're saying now I can read it on my holiday but it's mm. also the idea that it's something that you can put on your desk and and kind of refer back to oh I should prepare my next one-on-one -on -one meeting so we as decided which is the luxury of course of working in this huge organization with Franklin Covey with all our research let's just lean into these six critical practices and and make them even more personal so you get a simple framework and for anyone who knows Franklin Covey we like the frameworks and we like them for a reason because it makes it helps people remember it gives a structure and that in turn helps people to kind of sense and, and change habits if that's what's needed. So for all of our listeners, what are the six critical practices? So the very first one is perhaps the easiest or the most difficult one. And it's to develop a leader's mindset. Mm -hmm. And think about it this way. It's like most leaders, they get promoted into their first managerial role, not because they have great leadership skills, but because they've done their previous job so well. Mm. So here they are. They are sort of basing their success on you know, they were great at doing sales or, or great at checking in guests at the front desk and, and whatever it is that they were doing. And now that skill actually doesn't count so much anymore. Yeah, interesting. Now this skill counts like, all right, how do I help everyone else on my team to be great salespeople? Yeah. Or help everyone else to provide this welcoming experience or to solve conflicts or to help, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. And I think, so in a sense, it's, well, yeah, it makes sense. But on the other hand, it's easier said than done. Hmm. So that's the very first one. And it's kind of the starting point. And moving on from there, the key is, all right, so how do we make this happen? And the second one is then to hold regular one-on-ones. It's all about communication and it's not just to do it, but here we really talk about engagement and how that makes all the difference. If you have engaged team members, what will the results, you know, what's going to happen then? And how do you do that? Yeah. So that's one of my favorite models. And I, I just think that's kind of changing the the paradigm. I think a lot of leaders go in there and we do one-on-ones and me included, I've definitely done this too, because we kind of want to check on people's progress, but actually it's like, okay, this is my greatest tool to grow engagement. How can I use this 20 minute check-in with my team to really make a difference? Yeah. So that's the second one. And then the third one is to set up your team to get results, which is both on individual level and team level, which I really love, you know, the delegation, but also as a leader. And it's becoming increasingly more important. You need not only to explain where you're going, but you need to explain the why behind the what, you know, and, and get everyone excited about that and understand how are we contributing to that. And I love, I love in, in that uh, chapter how it says a final note, work hard, celebrate big. And then we have you saying, I found confetti in my shoe after traveling back to <laughs> Stockholm. Yeah, and that's because <laughs> one of Scott's completely crazy stories, which is where he just made this 
huge event that we had with Franklin Covey, where he was symbolizing all the people that we've affected throughout the world with little confetti. And it was like this crazy party and it was just so much fun. And so many people really did find confetti everywhere. And I'm me, like six months later, I'm bringing up my party shoe. I'm like, what? Confetti? You know? So, yeah. For sure. Oh, wonderful. So, uh, and then, you know, the number four is to create a, a culture of feedback. So here we, we talk not about, not only about how to give feedback, but also that if you want a culture of feedback as a leader, you need to really be able to ask for feedback and receive feedback in a really good way mm. as well. Yeah. And yeah, the interesting part here is that if someone tells you, I want to give you some feedback. Most people have the physical reaction similar to if someone would come up from behind the dark night when you're outside on your own. You know, that's the same physical reaction. Basically, we're terrified of feedback. Yeah. 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 And we, I think we talk about this in one of the episodes. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. So we have a special episode on that. Yeah. And we have a special episode on the next one as well. Lead your team through change, mm. you know, and as a leader, you might be super excited sometimes about change, but what do you do to get everyone else in your team as excited and kind of wanting to be part of this change journey? So here you really get, yeah, some specific, easy tools on, on how to do that. And what I really like about that chapter is how it really goes through um, a, a model and it's a simple model but it's easy to see and I have also seen you and when we've been uh, holding some Rose and Shine uh, you know events or you know talking about change mm -hmm. and and showing uh, people a, a simple model and how that really helps and how that's really effective then for leaders to bring that back to their team yeah so very concrete in that way yeah exactly and that's the that's the entire idea that make it not just something big and theoretical and wishy-washy, but very specific, pragmatic. It's something that you can go back and use already tomorrow. That's the whole idea. And you, I see there that you have the um, the practice tool, which is about communicating change to your team mm -hmm. and, you know, a how to and, and you reflect on these different questions. And reading the book, I really reflect on how much this is about communication yeah, really, all of these different steps are as a leader. How do you communicate? Yeah, in a way, it, it is indeed the most important part of those things is those are things that you can learn. We always have this idea that or well, not always, but many of us have this idea that leadership and all these skills should be natural. And, you know, for some of these aspects, for some people, it will come easier, but also do realize there are things that, okay, if I use, use this technique, it will make it so much nicer. It will go so much easier, right? Yeah. And then uh, we come to the, the last chapter, which I really, really loved. Very much a Roos and Shine. <laughs> really? <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> I really loved it. I mean, it, it just says, ma it's called Manage Your Time and Your Energy, mm -hmm. but it's a very Roos and Shine uh, approach to this so yes. what can't you talk us uh, through because you held a pen on, on this one right yes yes I, I did and they've been laughing my co-authors because obviously we've been writing this book we've been in different locations and I've been mainly in Sweden and they've been mainly over here so we've had 
so many meetings over Zoom, all of us, and writing and discussing. And they were saying, yeah, there's so many times when you sat in your yoga clothes <laughs> during this meeting. But, you know, obviously, because it was 10 o'clock at night in my yeah. place, you know. And so, you know, it wasn't that I was doing yoga all days, but... Uh, so we've really seen uh, each other a lot in different circumstances. And the challenge, I think, with this topic, really, on managing your time and energy is that, especially when it comes to energy, that a lot of us, we know what we should do to feel good. Mm. Just like you are now into the yoga and just enjoying it. Mm. And me in this completely crazy situation, I, I know what it is that I, I need to do. And I really try to... The things you need. Yeah. I really try to make sure that I don't forget that now in this hectic period. And yeah. do my yoga and meditation yeah. and running and all of that. So that's not the challenge. But it, the challenge is to kind of make it happen. Mm. And I think a lot of managers see this to manage your energy is, is as if it's some kind of a reward it's something that you should do when you've done everything else then you know if there's some time left over you could pamper yourself with this mm. but the fact is that and this is what we really try to explore in the book that the job market as we know it today it's going to completely change and they say that it's a matter of decades and 40% of the jobs as we know them today will no longer exist yeah. because it will be replaced by artificial intelligence, all of these routine tasks. And so that means that to be adding something to the job market, you need to be creative. You need to use your brain. You need to think out of the box because that's what differs us from all these robots, you know? Yeah. So, as a leader, you need to have that for yourself, but you also need to bring it out in your team yeah. and help your team members yeah. to do that. And I think that's becoming increasingly so a very important leadership skills. Yeah. Because the rate of burnout and, you know, it's increasing all the time. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And I think it's such an important message to have in a book like this. Mm-hmm. To have it because you're targeting the, you know, really the first level leaders and to for them to really see this and, and appreciate that. If if they haven't had other bosses that have been role modeling this, you talk a lot about the importance of, of the leader role modeling yeah. and the behavior. But if they haven't had that, if it's from maybe a previous generation or a different mindset, yeah. it's really important for them to, to see this and see that that's a prioritized chapter in a book like this as well. Yeah. Because I think sometimes someone very close to me was saying, you know, who's working really, really hard and is is quite successful in the job, saying, you know, I'm so bad at self-care. Yeah. And in a way, beforehand, maybe would have thought that that, you know, even seen that as a virtue, because that means that it's someone who's working really hard, Mm -hmm. but starting to realize that being so bad at self-care has a cost, too high of a cost. Yeah. That is making them poor at everything in the end. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And so in this one, you even have, um, I mean, you do have throughout, as we mentioned throughout the book, but you have some very nice, like a personal energy audit, for example, yeah. where you can, can fill in mm-hmm. and, and reflect what is what is going well and what you might need more of or less of. Yeah. Did you fill it in already? Uh, no, I mentally filled it in. I didn't, I kind of like, I kind of didn't start writing in the book yet. It's felt too new and too crisp. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I was kind of taking notes on the side. But yes, no, I, I will certainly um, do. But actually, also your book, it talks about what are the periods called? The imbalance periods? Yeah, the seasonal imbalances in life, which I, I love that. Yeah, and I'm clearly in the midst of that. So mm-hmm. one, he's pointing out one of them can be when you're having a, a new child. You can have these these periods when, of course, like it's hard to manage your sleep, for example. Or, or when you're kind of releasing a new book and you move country <laughs> and, you know, and the, all of that. <laughs> but I think that the whole purpose of that, just to clarify is a little bit, that sometimes there's going to be hectic, crazy periods in your life. Yeah. And that's fine. The trick is to not make that your new status quo, but yeah. to make sure that you say, all right, this is this period and it can go on to a certain extent and then I need to go back into my routine. It's okay if it's a little bit crazy for this month or, you know, maybe six months. And there's been times when my husband is working, he's been working extremely hard and we've sort of, okay, let's make a deal, honey, because I see that you do great at work, but this is not sustainable. So how long do you give yourself working at this speed, you know? And it's a good check-in point with yourself or with your partner or with your team even yeah. to sort of how long can we work like this and, and when do we need to regain the energy? Yeah, super. 
Well, so this is really, really quite exciting. Um, are you feeling nervous? How are you feeling about it? It's uh... Well, I, I feel, you know, we've been so absorbed in this book writing project. I think for all our listeners who followed us for a long time, you know that this book has been part of uh, <laughs> part of my life for the past one and a half year. And it's a been part of my life too, I feel. Yeah, exactly. It's been, <laughs> so it's just really been a big mega project. And now I'm like, oh, so now people are actually going to read it, yeah. which is a little bit, you know, a little bit strange. So I guess I'm a little bit a mixture of nervous, excited and relieved that yeah. it's coming out. And and how does it work in the US? Because you've been talking, it's, I mean, for those people that are not part of the, uh, in the book industry, like me, yet, for example, how does it work to get onto these? Because now now the target is to end up on best-selling lists and, and, and so on, right? So, and how, how does that work? Yeah, so basically how it works is that everyone we know, including all you listeners, <laughs> Order the book on Amazon and that kind of gives you the status apparently to end up on a, so the ordering is very, actually I can't give you all the details because I also don't know them, but I just know it, it matters the first couple of weeks how many people actually order the book. It's a really short window, yes. right? That's yes. what I've understood. Yeah. It's a little bit like when we ended up on the new and noteworthy on the podcast uh, list when we started out. Yeah. And, you know, you have that opportunity to get it immediately or not. Okay, so you need to get like a lot of, for in our case, it was getting a lot of listeners quickly. For you, it's getting a lot of people purchasing it quickly. Yeah. So I guess if one is contemplating buying the book, one should contemplate no more. No, go for it. <laughs> uh, and in that sense, you've uh, you've done a good deed, not only for for your inner leader, but uh, also for, for for us, for Rosen Shine, or for Rosen Shine, <laughs> yes. for, for, for yeah, for the book. Wonderful. So, Vic, what would be really nice? Maybe we can end the episode with you just reading a short uh, extract. Out of the book. Yeah, okay, sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> But before that, um, for everyone listening, thank you so much. Please make sure to follow us on, on Ruse and Shine mm -hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. And we also, of course, have a website, ruseandshine.com, where you can also find all of the podcasts and look through which previous episodes you might want to listen to. Mm -hmm. Or subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts in case this is your first episode you're joining us on. Of course. And be uh, excited for a very, hopefully, inspiring fall. Me back in Colombia, you traveling on book tour. I think that there's... Uh, We're going to have so much content to, to pick from and to share with all of you. So uh, we're really looking forward to that. Yes. So yes, Victoria, what do you want to share from the book? All right. So I'll pick a story from the chapter on feedback and how you as a leader actually can ask for feedback and methods to do this. So here goes. After my team went through a turbulent time, I decided to recalibrate through a focusing session that I usually led with clients. As a creative way to discuss the current status, I had everyone draw pictures of how they saw the team at the moment, illustrating our communication, execution, team spirit, collaboration, goal achievement, and more. The exercise puts people at ease rather than sitting around discussing you can be creative. My team loved this idea and got right to work. 
To my horror, one team came back with the picture of a frantic high-speed flight with me as the captain wearing a turquoise scarf that I apparently wore way too often in real life. I remember the scarf. And the team members performing crazy duties in the chaotic environment. And yeah, this picture will forever be instilled in my memory. So while I didn't feel great about this picture, I was proud of my team for being so candid. Now that our issues were out in the open, we could address them. I learned so much that day from them, and the picture was a meaningful and different way of getting feedback. It doesn't always have to be a one-on-one conversation in an office. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.